welcome all and thank you to uh, thank you for listening this podcast this is coding talks podcast with myself ishnu vijay just a quick and brief introduction about myself i am in the it field for past 15 years working as a .net developer building enterprise level applications and i have also worked with the different cloud technologies like microsoft azure amazon aws and gcp and this is an audio podcast where i share my opinion and views on different technologies that i have connected with all the opinions that i share are purely personal and do not represent any of the employer's view in any way i also own an youtube channel uh, which is coding talks with vishnu vg feel free to check out the youtube channel as well uh, recognizing my contributions last year Amazon awarded me the title Community Builder for Storage. Uh, I have added a different uh, sessions in my YouTube channel. So if you have interest, please feel free to check out that. I also own a meetup group, uh, which is called the Cloud Computing, Coding Talks Cloud Computing, uh, which is available on meetup. Uh, um, occasionally, I hold a uh different sessions that are related to cloud technologies in that meetup group all the different sessions that i had uh, all the past sessions that i had and its recordings are available from my youtube channel also this podcast is available on all uh, audio platforms like spotify apple podcast google and much more so feel free to listen from any of your favorite podcast as you like in this today's episode uh, which is uh, the recording date is 9th of april 2022 i would like to talk about the blazor.net technology to those of you who are new blazor is a framework which can be used uh, to develop single page web applications or what we usually call as spa architecture using .net technologies Uh, developers who are comfortable working with c sharp or uh, if they have an understanding about uh, some understanding about the c sharp they can easily develop single page applications using blazor uh, without depending on the uh, so called popular client side language called javascript or any of its associated framework naturally uh, when we want to develop some client side application we either go for javascript in the olden days and when it got advanced uh, some technologies some libraries like the jquery came into existence and today uh, different um, companies have already started out different um, the javascript framework and libraries like angular and react and many are using those frameworks or libraries to create single paged web applications so what about if you have a liking for the c sharp and if you want to develop a single page application purely using c sharp and also at the same time you want to leverage some of the client side capabilities as well so blazor is for that purpose and that is what we are going to discuss in today's episode so before i move much into blazor uh, <coughs> before i diving into blazor we can understand a bit about javascript in general uh, 
so like i said traditionally for developing web application and especially uh, app- applications that are running inside the browser um or we can call particularly the single page applications or spa javascript was considered as a familiar choice for most of the developers the main reason that i feel for this is javascript works at the uh, user side that is inside the browser which can offer a much more interactive client side experience naturally the round trip between the client side and the server can be reduced when using a javascript and its advanced technologies that evolved like the ajax uh, so furthermore with the introduction of uh, technologies uh, new popular frameworks and libraries came into existence like the uh, one is the facebook uh, one is the react.js from facebook and another one is angular from google uh, all these led to a new style of web development where the developer begins to think uh, developing web applications by assembling pieces of web page so just like um, a building is constructed using different blocks we can think about creating a web page by assembling the different functionalities of a web page uh, uh, piece by piece so it's called the components so instead of thinking to develop a web page as a single piece uh, with the help of these framework and libraries developers can divide or construct more modular functionalities and then they can assemble uh, in the web terminology we call that as composing the components and we can assemble that into a web page so these modular pieces of specialized functionality are what we call nowadays in terms of uh, components so imagine a page in a website or a section in a website called a login page Uh, you can think about the login page and you can think that okay it can be constructed using some of the smaller components like login button uh, maybe a typical login user box login password box then uh, maybe a checkbox for remembering the password then it can be a reset box uh, also uh, along with that we can have a reset email box and reset button as well so all these are individual individual components which can be created and then uh, the developer can focus uh, on a single modular part while developing the web application so if he is developing a web application uh, he can focus on that login part or that reset part if uh, he want to uh, further enhance the button login button a bit more he can create a component uh, for that button and can focus on enhancing that button and that button can be reused later in different part of the applications so that is called a component so when we think about components in modern web applications a component can be considered as an individual piece which includes all the different elements that are responsible for displaying and functioning the component uh, if you take an example of the reset password component the reset password component can have different elements like on uh, it may need the 
label elements that is the html elements then some form of alert or something which if we want to display it may need a javascript element and similarly if you, if you, it want if a component needs some data to display or some data to save to the database it needs an api for that purpose as well so all these different elements can be encompassed into a, a single uh, piece of modular functionality where we called that as components and by identifying uh, a web page as a composition of different components developer can uh, focus on particular area and also uh, it makes the development much more modular so we note it uh, entered into blazor before explaining um, before introducing to blazor i would like to um, uh, think about all these different things related to modern web development like the component way of development so usually traditionally we used to develop a web page as a single web page the next web page or something like that but modern days uh, for the purpose of reusability and for maintaining web application a combo- component structured way of development is what preferred so that same approach is what almost all the all the different frameworks like the react angular and all that is following nowadays so uh, if you ask a react developer or an angular developer they might already familiar with the term component so that same component architecture is what used here in blazor as well uh, so understanding a bit about component is essential uh, or critical in developing modern web application so the reason uh, i am explaining the reason why we are going for a component based architecture the main reason is that the a particular portion or the particular portion of the web page can be make more modular and we can uh, make the code more maintainable um once i talked with a react developer and uh, <coughs> uh, uh, we were discussing about a component which offers a functionality for displaying a list of data so he mentioned to me that we can split the uh, component into more much more further more modular component like um, uh, we can take away that list into a list component and inside a list there will be each item which can be another distinct component in this way we can create we can break the component into further down and the more we break down the much better uh, um, better experience that these fr- libraries and frameworks can offer so when we when we uh, break down a page into much modular uh, component uh, the advantage is like we can focus on that particular area especially if there is a change or something we can focus on that area and second thing is we can reuse that particular area and from the per from the perspective of that library or for the framework this breakdown of components into modular components make it much easier for th- those libraries to display or render that particular portion without uh, re-rendering the full page at all and that is another concept that evolved during the web development uh, from javascript time to the modern uh, def- uh, frameworks era so when jquery came into existence and with the evolvement of ajax 
developers learn to update a particular portion of uh, web page without bothering much about the uh, other part of the application traditionally we used to uh, re-render the full page uh, but no uh, that is no longer required we can um, we can update a portion of web page without bothering much about the reloading of the page and that makes the page more a bit more faster and more interactive and it reduces the round trip between the server so these are all the approaches which are very much used in modern day web development and that is the reason why component form of development is common nowadays whether it be react or angular or whatever other frameworks of similar nature exist so that is uh, that is the thing we can see among so developing the application as mentioned in this component way is what makes these libraries like react uh, angular more popular among web developers but everything in react or angular is it is purely in javascript this means that if a dotnet developer like myself who is familiar with c sharp and visual studio tooling um can't take much advantage of c sharp features and uh, reuse what i have learned uh, in relation to c sharp and visual studio tooling uh, when it comes to learning a different language like javascript for developing web applications so i remember once i talked with one of my friend who is a javascript uh, fan and it's uh, it's a few years back and he was saying that Uh, only javascript was he was mentioning that only javascript as a language can make uh, make it, uh, uh, can make interactive applications and uh, even though we can use c sharp or uh, some other language on the back end or something but still for a rich user experience we need javascript so uh, he was mentioning javascript as one of the best language he has ever associated with so that is uh, true to some extent uh, so and that is the reason why this react and angular were getting massively popular despite its learning curve from the perspective of other language developers uh, whether it be a dotnet developer or a <coughs> python developer learning javascript is a bit learning curve there is a bit learning curve involved in learning this uh, the javascript mm, to some extent um, uh, it's better to learn because companies like facebook and others um, angular where uh, google massively um, dealing uh, uh, a lot of investment in developing the libraries like react and angular but if we think about uh, from the dotnet perspective if we think about okay why, whether uh, can we do that same thing in c sharp um it will be a different kind of experience so that is what this blazer is all about um and another one reason why uh, i'm not against javascript but um um as a dotnet developer i prefer to use the uh, c sharp uh, for server side and client side but uh, 
JavaScript has its own frameworks like the React uh, frameworks and libraries like Re- Angular and React. So definitely these are all matured libraries and frameworks. So definitely we should use them. But um, personally, um, having an attachment to C Sharp, uh, like myself, many of the developers would prefer to use C Sharp for developing uh, server side as well as client side applications so that is why uh, microsoft sees a great possibility in in bringing this um, blazer on the front end so that uh, to some extent c sharp developers who are proficient with c sharp can use this blazer instead of learning a different language like javascript or using that javascript at all because switching is happening when we use two different languages like c sharp and javascript so if there is a way to develop application strongly focusing on one language at a time so that is what microsoft is thinking and in that direction they are investing uh, hugely in blazor so it's uh, blazor is not a new framework it already there in the uh, .net ecosystem for a uh, past few years i don't exactly remember i think back uh, in a few years back uh, on on guy was showing a demo uh, and he was uh, he uh, he demoed an application written c sharp that is a to do list application which is running entirely inside a web browser so this was the trigger for blazor and then blazor evolved and now if you look at blazor it has evolved into a much more mature kind of framework with a different flavors so this is uh, uh 2022 and as of recording this episode uh, if you look at visual studio latest version which is 2022 you can see that you can create a blazor application with two different flavors or we can call that as two different hosting models one is the blazor uh, web assembly and the second one is the blazor server so when i uh, say blazor to many of my friends they usually uh, call uh, okay it's web assembly but there is a different version different hosting model for blazor in addition to web assembly that is blazor can be purely used as a blazor server model as well uh, we will look a bit more detail into what's the difference between these two dif- uh, these two hosting models a bit more detail as we go along this episode so now um as of recording this date uh, maybe you are listening this at a later point of time but as of recording this date uh, blazor has two different hosting models that is the blazor web assembly and the blazor server uh, in this episode we will be looking uh, more into these two hosting models uh, keep in mind that blazor is always evolving so there will be much more uh versions much more flavors that may be coming in the future releases and microsoft is planning to release on progressive web application based blazor as well where you can use blazor to develop web applications and it can be run uh it can be run as a progressive web application inside mobile devices as well so there is a scope for evolvement so 
if you are listening this episode at a later point of time maybe some extra versions will be available at that point of time now uh, we can look into what all different uh, flavors uh, we can look into the two different flavors two common different flavors that are available as of this recording so what you can do is if you are a developer or if you have access to visual studio you can download and install that so visual studio has different versions uh, many of you already know about it those for those who are new to visual studio i am explaining this visual studio is the best uh, development experience editor that a, a .net developer would ever prefer and the second um, editor they prefer is the visual studio code uh, i uh, to learn blazor it would be uh, helpful if you, if you can download the visual studio latest version um, from uh, microsoft official website Uh, for learning and training purpose you can download the community version and for enterprise uh, there are different other versions available uh, you need to download the community version of visual studio and then once you installed uh, you can you, you can install that um, um, asp.net uh, uh, web development uh, frame, uh, web development components while installing the web application asp.net core uh, web development components while installing the visual studio so once you install that then um uh, open visual studio now we can see what all different types of blazor applications we can develop using the visual studio so open visual studio first we can focus on creating a blazor server project like i said there are two different hosting models of blazor that are available we can develop the same application exactly same looking and exactly same functioning application in two of these hosting models there is a difference in the way by which it is working that i will explain as we go along so let's open visual studio and create a new project so you can type on the templates when when we create when we create uh, click on create a new project there is a uh, form open and then we can uh, select uh, we can uh, filter the blazor project templates by typing blazor on top of that uh, filter box and then uh, usually um, visual studio will display two options Uh, this is again i am telling this is as of recording this uh, episode maybe at a later point of time it may change but as of recording this uh, it shows two different type of templates one is the blazor uh, server project and uh, another one is the blazor web assembly so when many of the articles and many of the blogs talk about uh, blazor they usually refer to the web assembly but there is another thing as i explained there is a server component a server uh, hosting model also for blazor so you can uh, um, you can uh, you can click on the blazor server uh, template and uh, fill out all the details like the project name and all where you want to store the project and all in your local system and then uh, click on creating it will take some time and then Uh, you you can run the application and you can see a blazor app running inside the browser so this is the blazor 
server based project which you have created so the difference here is um, the page which you can see that is now running inside the browser browser the majority of the web page construction is happening on the server and the blazer server attempt uh, model of hosting uses uh, a signaler mechanism to communicate between the server and the client side so just like ajax whenever a change is required on the client side that is inside the browser um we like a click or something uh, the client side blazer components that is also automatically deployed as part of the blazer templates so that part is responsible for communicating uh, whatever events that are happening on the client side and then it will communicate that via signaler so signaler is a communication mechanism that is already in place um so it uses a kind of underlying protocols to communicate between the web server and the client uh, so depending upon the uh, depending upon the uh, capability of the browser it uses the excellent protocol for uh, transferring data between uh, transferring data between the client side and the server side so in this case when we created a blazer server project uh, when we when the user interacts with the web page on the client side a, an event associated uh, event or something will be communicated back to the server and in the server side that is on the behind scene um, server side uh, blazer Um, fully construct that page so the full web page construction is happening on the server and then it sends that updated portion where we want to update only that portion is sent back to the blazer uh, client side using the signal or mechanism and that way uh, the client side will automatically update that particular uh, a portion and that is how you see the uh, you see the uh, front end changes if you uh, created a project in visual studio using the blazer server project as i explained before you can see a web page and that or if you look on that web page left hand side you can see there is a static uh, there there will be three sections so the first section is a static section second session like the counter and the fetch data sections are both dynamic sessions uh, so that sections microsoft has included as part of the template is to um, is to uh, show you that these are the possibilities that you can do with blazer you can show a static content as well as a dynamic content that is generated from the server so if you click on the counter section there on its right hand side you can see uh, um, you can uh, there is a button to increment and decrement the counter so you can click on increment and decrement the counter and you can see that uh, the counter is increasing so when you click on there the actually the uh, the client side blazer receives that uh, input and then it is passing back behind the scene to the server side using the signal or mechanism and the server constructs that portion uh, which requires the change and then it sends back to the client side so the full 
construction of a page or the dom construction is happening on the on the uh, on the uh, server side similarly you can click on that web page uh, left menu fetch data where you can see it loads some data i think some weather forecast or something which is also loading from the client side uh, sorry um, which is also loading from the server side um we can inspect a further mo uh, more to understand what is happening now you can uh, if you are using chrome or um, uh, whatever browser like mozilla or um, or edge or whatever open the debugging tool and inside the debugging tool uh, open the network tab and then click again uh, the fetch counter or the counter uh, increment or decrement button naturally you would expect like some kind of api call uh, which is happening behind the scene but uh, there won't be any api call or anything because it no it is not using any api at all it's using a a kind of a mechanism called a signaler to communicate the data between and uh, the back end and the uh, front end so that way uh, you can easily develop an application uh, with a server and many of the internal applications uh, um, that is running inside your um, a, a reliable connection environment where you can expect a steady internet connection is there then this form of development is much faster because uh, by creating a blazor server project you can many of the things will be handled automatically like the authorization and many many things like uh, the uh, if you want to communicate from the backend to the uh, services or database that also can be handled uh, very quite easy because you are in the server and you can directly communicate so if you think about a Uh, react or angular application naturally you create components in javascript and then you call a uh, you call an api uh, from the client side and you require an api on the back end and then that api would serve the data and then you will write associate codes to display the data on the front end so a lot of th um, things you need to do but in this case of the blazor server based project template naturally uh, you can define the components you will do the same like what you do in uh, the react kind of application but here it is much simpler so you can use the c sharp language purely no javascript is required at all you can use the c sharp to develop the modular components same as like you develop in react or angular and then you can assemble that to form a page and rest of the things will be handled automatically by the blazor so irrespective of the hosting model uh, like the blazor server or web assembly you can um, you can create the components and that is another advantage of using the blazor uh, means you can focus on creating the component Uh, and you can use that component irrespective of blazor server or blazor client uh, blazor web assembly model however the working differs and the way by which uh, it works in some environment also differ we will look a bit more deep into those things as we go along but mainly the you can focus more on c sharp the lang and the visual studio tooling uh, so many of you who already developed with the c sharp may be familiar with the rich extend uh, rich interactive experience that visual studio offers so that things all can be utilized for developing 
components purely in c sharp and then you can you, you need to learn some of the concepts like uh, how to create a component in blazor which is uh, which is usually called a riser component uh, and also some of the different life cycle events like uh, similar to react there is there are different life cycle events also exist here uh, modern uh, react uses a kind of a functional kind of approach but uh, older class based combo- uh, react components if you are familiar you should uh, you usually use some kind of a um, uh, life cycle events and that same concept is what used here Uh, so there are a few life cycle uh, events out there we will look a bit more uh, detail into that as we go along uh, not too much into that but just an overview of all, what all different uh, events exist there so once you understand all that you can create the components you can assemble the components as we require um, in this case when we created a, a ready made a project using the visual studio template which is offered by visual studio 2022 you can see that there is a static page component there then there are two other components like the fetch data and the counter component there and also we can uh, we can modularize much more as well uh, as we go along but basically these three components exist there and these three components do its own individual area like the fetch data is capable of uh, displaying the um, displaying the data there it is also capable of the uh, it is also responsible for that component is responsible for uh, displaying some of the data uh, inside that component fetching the data and how to display the data all uh, all the associated events and all that is taken care of that component itself so this way more modular way of uh, development is happening there but uh, as we used the blazor server uh, the way by which it communicates with uh, the server is through signaler so signaler is a good mechanism which they chosen because uh, it by default it uses the web sockets which is available in almost all uh, modern web browsers modern html5 browsers but what about the legacy browser so automatically the signal r will uh, fall back to a legacy mode so that is the reason why this uh, blazor server way of developing project is suitable for developing internal application because inside an internal application definitely there sh- we can ensure that if it is running inside an organization there will be there will be definitely a reliable connection for sure uh, it's not Uh, just for internal uh, application inside an organization if you are confident that there exists a reliable connection and if you are confident that okay the user uses the uh, web page only inside a browser like uh, some kind of application then definitely uh, blazor server is an easy to use approach because you can easily migrate your application using the blazor server model um uh, some of the things like authorization uh, authentication and all will be handled uh, easily it can be handled easily with the uh, blazor and also the debugging experience is also much uh, more good in blazor server so if you feel that okay there exists a good connection uh, then blazor uh, server is the um, one approach which you can follow on but uh, there are few limitations also as well Uh, so only limitation is like uh, 
you know the page creation is always happening on the server uh, i am talking about the blazor server model so in the blazor server model of uh, project creation the page creation is actually happening on the server and the, that requires the client should be always connected to the um server so if there is a break between the internet connection or something and if the user clicks on the front end so there won't be any response and no proper updates will be happen because a round trip is usually happening between the client and the server using the signaler so that is one thing then another thing is um if users are evolving that much Uh, maybe today ten uh, users and uh, at a later point of time suddenly uh, thousands of users joined. Then um, scalability is also a problem. But the Azure offers some of the components like the Signaler Hub, which can be used to increase the scalability. Uh, also, because the page ser- page creation and everything is happening on the server side. Uh, so it requires you to uh, host uh, inside an asp.net core server so in the main advantage is like the easy development good debugging experience and also only if small footprint is required for browsers to run the application because everything is generated in the server side uh, so um, older browser versions are also supported um, we will look into the other hosting model called the blazor webassembly but blazor webassembly requires the um, the support of the browser uh, called the webassembly which is uh, by default there in all the modern browsers so that won't be a problem but uh, on on um, limitation is uh, with the blazor webassembly uh, is webassembly that we will be going to discuss soon uh, is that uh, the blazor webassembly type of project creation doesn't support the older versions only the modern browsers are supported it should require uh, support of the webassembly but if you feel that you want to support the older versions and there is a reliable connection exist between your client and the server uh, a stable internet connection then uh, stable in the sense like non breaking it's it doesn't require say massive bandwidth kind of connection uh, a reliable connection is what it meant so if you have such a connection then uh, the um, blazor server model of approach is good and also uh, like you understand uh, the majority of the code is generation on all is happening in the server side and all the code exist in the server so that means if you want to connect to some server side services or database it is very easily possible with the help of uh, it very easy to uh, code that with the help of the uh, blazor server so that is one approach the template that is created by visual studio has a uh, has enough for you to get started but you need to learn some of the things like how to create a component using the racer syntax how to uh, wire it up how to um, uh, how uh, how to create a different pages and all those all things you need to understand which is available from microsoft documentation but just by running that web 
blazer server project which is created from the visual studio you can uh, learn uh, we, you you usually get a good grasp about how it is working and all and also we understand the mechanism behind how it is working then uh, rest of things you can add on the layer uh, top of that next we will discuss on the other uh, hosting model Uh, that is offered by blazer which is the blazer web assembly majority of the blog post and everything that is uh, nowadays connected uh, with the blazer that is available in uh, website uh, in uh, internet talks extensively on blazer web assembly i remember i talked with one of my friend um, a few years back when blazer was in initial stage and at that time that time uh, when i mentioned about blazer my friend uh, so he his name is john and he uh, suddenly mentioned okay it's very interesting and because of the fact why he got interested is it has the support of web assembly which has a rich uh, scope Uh, for evo- evolution and uh, he was very interested in that because of the use of the web assembly so web assembly it's uh, we can think about you can learn more about that in the wikipedia so this blazer web assembly model uses the web assembly so web assembly can be think of as a kind of an instruction format kind of a binary instruction format uh, which is actually compiled and it has a smaller footprint and it is designed for uh, the native speed which is closer to c++ so it is much more performant than javascript itself so if you think about the normal javascript way of development usually you add javascripts and when a user loads that page in browser the javascript is loaded it is parsed then it is optimized and then it is compiled jit compiled and then uh, it is um, rendered um, and the browser updates that so all these things are not required in the case of web assembly because it's in a binary format and a binary instruction format so it has more performance um, the only disadvantage here is uh, so this web assembly and its associated instruction has a even though it has a small footprint still it needs to be downloaded from the server to the client side when a loading of a page happens so that is the reason why if you create a blazer web assembly based project using using visual studio you can see that the project has a bit higher footprint than that of the uh, blazer server assembly in this blazer server assembly everything is happening on the server and just the um, uh, required rendered portion is what transferred to the uh, client side via the signaler but in the case of the web assembly uh, initially at the loading of the web page um, there is a file called um, i don't exactly remember if it's called something like uh, um uh, something dot um, uh, it's uh, yeah it's actually um, um uh, something like um, uh, blazer dot webassembly dot something dot js or something so that file is actually downloading so that file contains all the different 
WebAssembly instructions. That is, it includes the runtime called the .NET.Wasp and then it has also uh, the different components which you created that is required for rendering that web page and also the blazer and the render tree and everything that is um, uh, that is um, uh, compiled into that uh, particular uh, javascript and it is sending to the uh, that uh, that is uh, that web assembly is what it is sent to the client side and uh, then the blazer uses a combination of the js interrupt to update the record portion so the difference here is like uh, rather than the page uh, is constructed and the record portion is updated uh, via signaler here um, the blazer use a different combination in the case of blazer webassembly mode of hosting here uh, blazer uses a kind of a webassembly uh, then the uh, js interop and other model um, to actually uh, identify the uh, the dom generation and then using the js interop it actually updates the data here so it's kind of a much more client side updation is actually happening in the dom rather than the server generating and sending back and update it it's at the client side uh, uh, webassembly is responsible for updating all these things and um, uh, the J js uh, interop is uh, um, responsible for updating this with the help of the uh, webassembly um, and also the um, in this model uh, it's much it has a uh, kind of a secure model and has a strict uh, sandbox model as well so uh, here in this blazer webassembly model the blazer uses a combination of uh, webassembly and the javascript interrupt to make the updates that is happening on the client uh, a, um, uh, keep in mind that a dom tree will still be generated in the server but uh, the main updation is happening on the client side with the help of the WebAssembly and the JS interop. The major concern with this kind of approach or the WebAssembly approach that um, always uh, this um, Blazor had a, a limitation which many developers usually feel especially the JavaScript uh, likers who always comment out uh, many times like okay a Blazor is there but still uh, we uh, still the footprint is very high so that is the disadvantage they are feeling but we have to keep one thing in mind like if you look at a normal uh, react based or angular based or ja purely java vanilla javascript based web application still there would be a lot of javascripts that is loading when a page is loaded and then if you think about that the size is very, very much high and in addition to that uh, the javascript needs to be parsed then it needs to be interpreted and then compiled and all so all these things are not required in the case of web assembly even though there is a slightly higher footprint in the case of web assembly still there uh, and there is no com uh, interpretation or compilation or anything is happening there so definitely um the uh, going forward blazer has a much uh, higher possibility uh, uh, over javascript i feel but still, uh, we can't say that it entirely eradicates the JavaScript ecosystem because there is a 
huge fans surrounding javascript and uh, some of them are against uh, the microsoft c sharp or they prefer some other neutral vendor kind of uh, language to deal with so definitely javascript has a massive ecosystem and many um, organizations like facebook and uh, google are investing heavily in javascript based um based uh, components uh, javascript based f- frameworks and libraries like react and um, angular uh, and many others as well so definitely javascript will be there but the possibility that blazor offers is uh, for the c sharp developers they can i think around 90% they can eradicate the um, the ender not eradicate sorry uh, they can entirely uh reduce the dependency on javascript at all but still some cases they need the dependency of javascript like especially when uh on cases like if you want to identify some of the device related changes or something then definitely that time uh, blazor needs the support of javascript so that is happening via javascript introp Uh, so if you look on the microsoft documentation you can see that javascript introp can be used to uh, communicate with a normal javascript from the blazor and the reverse also you can do um, both are available in the documentation so that way you can do but uh, the main point here is majority of things you can develop using the blazor itself using the c sharp itself without depending too much on the javascript because um um ha- becoming an expert in two different languages is very difficult uh, it can be it can be done uh, many experts are already there proficient in different different languages and there is uh, there is only a slightly learning curve there but still if uh, if a developer or if a, from an organization perspective if they have a set of dotnet developers who are focusing entirely on c sharp then they can utilize all that knowledge and for purely for developing a web application rather than switching back and here forth then another good exp- uh, thing that i noticed with the blazor is especially when using the blazor server is the debugging experience it offers uh, out of the two different hosting models we discussed the blazor server has a good debugging experience we can accurately pinpoint where a problem exists and then we can identify but when it comes to blazor web assembly just like the case of react and the other uh, frameworks it's very difficult to pinpoint what component has caused that error and we need to have an understanding about how all these components works and all it's a slightly difficult we can use still use the chrome debugging tool and react um, um, supporting debugging tools to find out those things but still uh, it's not easy as that of using a blazor server project for sure because you need to understand how the pages are assembled and all and everything but in the case of blazor server visual studio itself shows where that problem happens but in the case of the other things you need to debug and identify okay what where that issue happen and all uh, so these are the um, uh, some of the issues that i felt when developing with the normal javascript and another thing is like uh, javascript comes to a bit messy when we 
uh, we uh, when the as the project increases so when we have a lot of components it will be difficult to identify okay where that components exist and then all these diff- uh, these are the problems of javascript uh, when using javascript for developing large enterprise level applications so this is the reason why um, when creating typescript uh, microsoft mentioned that okay um, javascript is okay for smaller application but when it comes to large scale applications and with a large code base javascript becomes a bit messy and difficult to maintain this is one reason why typescript evolved and because it helped to maintain in maintainable maintaining a large uh, javascript large scale uh, large uh, code base uh, large javascript code base then uh, naturally the frameworks like angular and libraries like react adopted that typescript into their ecosystem and thus uh, nowadays react and angular is already uh, have inbuilt support for typescript so if we use typescript up to a level we can we can reduce the Uh, complexity of maintaining javascript but still uh, from those from a dotnet background and if they use the c sharp for developing applications then definitely that would be a bigger advantage of them and that is that future is what microsoft is seeing uh, when developing or heavily investing in uh, frameworks like blazor so with the help of that any uh, .net developer can uh, without depending on javascript can develop single page at client side applications just like they do with react and angular so when we learn react the main part of learning react is understanding the components how we can develop a component how we can create a component with all its necessary functionality like its logic its data assembling and also the presentation and all encompassing into a single component and how we can use that different different modular components to create a page that is what the majority of react uh, react learning curve is all about so that same applies here in the case of blazor as well uh, with the help of visual studio we can create a sample application with the two of the popular hosting models that we discussed one is the blazor server uh, model where everything is rendered in the server and another one is the web assembly model where everything is happening uh, mostly on the client side exactly like the exactly like the javascript so we have learned that much but to develop further we need to understand how we can create a uh, component using the riser and all in blazor so that all details are available in the documentation we will cover a quick detail of all the different possibilities that we can do with the help of components uh, as we uh, a bit later um before that uh, as we were discussing about the web assembly let's uh, think about a bit more detail um about some of the advantages and some of the limitations that webassembly uh, has uh, one of the main uh, limitation is like uh, when initially loading the uh, in if you are creating a 
Blazor application using the WebAssembly hosting model, then it works exactly like a traditional JavaScript or a React application works. But the only problem here when compared with a React or other application is the level of footprint that it initially has. So initially when it loads a JavaScript, it has all the required components and all the different things compiled in a WebAssembly. And on the client side, JavaScript uh, Blazor, uh, client side Blazor uh, uses a JS interrupt to update the things on the client side. So initial footprint of loading that page is a bit high. It's not that much high because if you look or investigate some of the existing websites out there, most popular websites like uh, Facebook or something, and if you look into the level of JavaScript they have, and if you uh, consider all that its size is very high so compared to that the blazer footprint is much lower and because it's a kind of a compiled format so it's compiled and then uh, it's as much smaller footprint than that of javascript and also uh, like as in javascript there is no parsing or there is no compilation like the JIT is happening uh, uh, just in time compilation is happening in the case uh, as in the case of javascript so uh, definitely this will be this WebAssembly will be more performant and also it will even though it has a slighter higher footprint that won't be a much problem so that possibility is what Microsoft seeing when evolving a later version uh, uh, evolving different versions of the blazer so if you uh, by each and each version the footprint is much uh, reducing much further uh, we can hope and also the other thing is like uh, uh, when we use the web assembly we can use any API as we like so if you have an existing application you want to port and you feel that okay uh, we can go with the blazer web assembly model of hosting then uh, the advantage you would get is like you can use any of the existing API model whether your API can be generated uh, developed using Python or Node.js or whatever uh, so you can all take leverage of that all advantage when uh, when you use an, uh, the Blazor web uh, 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 web assembly model second thing is like uh, Compared to the Blazor server, which requires a steady connection, this uh, this Blazor WebAssembly doesn't require that much steady connections um, because it's it works like an offline way where um, majority of the things is happening on the browser side. So there is not that much steady connection is required. And also, if you are planning to develop applications for uh, slower connections or for mobile devices and if you want to further evolve your application to a progressive web apps which works exactly like that of a mobile application but uh, it's also a web app so that way if you want to plan then uh, definitely go for the blazer WebAssembly model because using the WebAssembly model you can evolve your application into a progressive web apps as well then uh, there is no uh, full round trip is required and also um, uh, 
yeah you can have the possibility to further extend so that is the reason why web assembly model of development is much popular but keep in mind that if you want to migrate some of your existing application and if you have not a problem with the um uh, internet connection or anything and if it's an mostly an internal application or not only for internal application even for even for client side application if they are happy with that then blazor server way of uh, hosting is the easiest model which you can follow because in the blazor server you can connect with the services and database from the server uh, side itself but if you are going for a web assembly model of hosting then just like as you do in react and angular you need to develop the component then you need to uh, use an api or you need to create an api behind the scene and then you need to think about all the different authorization and authentication mechanism that is happening between the client side component and the um, and the uh, server side component and you need to think about all that which is not required for the web server blazor server model of deployment so blazor server model of deployment is the easiest one and also for debugging experience if you think about from a debugging perspective as well that offers more uh, easy uh, form of debugging you can accurately pinpoint where an issue happens uh, uh, happened in using the blazor server model of hosting while if you go for a blazor web assembly model it will be slightly difficult it is still possible but it will be slightly difficult and those of you who develop the react applications there also you can feel this difficulty like if you want to identify um, where an issue happens even though there are a lot of uh, debugging tools and all available still you need to invest a bit about to understand how things work behind the scene how the component is uh, functioning and all so it's a bit challenging for a newcomer to understand an existing application and especially to debug in the case of react or angular a, a bit uh, challenging if it's not properly developed but um, com- um, considering all that if if an organization has an up way to go with a set of dotnet developers and with a kind of a model like blazor server model with a reliable internet connection then that would be the easiest way of development because they can use the uh, their existing knowledge to develop applications uh, without depending anything at all about the javascript uh, there will be uh, some dependency like for example if the client side blazor wants to interact with uh, some device related functionality like a bluetooth or uh, screen size or something then definitely um, blazor needs a way to communicate that is th- happening through js intro you can check out the documentation to learn how a blazor component can communicate with an existing javascript so that is also possible that is happening through the js um, the uh, the blazor uh, the java uh, that is happening through the Uh, um javascript intro and the reverse is also can also happen from the dotnet side you can contact the javascript as well so uh, both ways are possible but the main thing you need to aware while developing a blazor web application is you will be writing majority of your code in uh, c sharp and not in javascript uh, because that is why we chosen the blazor for 
then all the things that we discussed uh, up to now are explained from the uh, explained from the from an example by using the visual studio but you can use the same from a command line as well Uh, so you can use if you prefer the visual studio code or some other editor st- uh, still you can u- use the blazor so the command line syntax i can explain how the command line syntax looks like uh, you can refer the same from the documentation as well just search for uh, creating a blazor project using command line that or uh, visual studio code will give you enough details about how to create that so the syntax looks like this uh, in small letter dot net followed by a space followed by new new indicates new project we are going to create a new project then space then blazor server so that is the template which we want to create so if you want to create a blazor web assembly then you may need to provide a blazor web assembly uh, then space minus i and then followed by the project name you want so if you want a project like my blazor app or something you can create that so once you create that just like you created in visual studio it will uh, create all the required things and then uh, what you can do is you can run the project by um, executing the command dot net space run so this is the way by uh, which we can create a blazor uh, server project or uh, web assembly blazor web assembly project using the command line or from the visual studio code and now we have understood what is blazor how it evolved and how uh, what are the different hosting models that are currently supported uh, keep in mind that blazor is evolving there are much more uh, coming as there are different projects ongoing so uh, p- probably there will be much updates that will be happening in the future so if you are listening this at a later point of time please keep or please refer the documentation uh, for what all different versions you can have but the ba- basic concept will same uh, that all you learned through this episode will remain the same irrespective of that and also if you have interested in le- understanding how the blazor server and uh, blazor web assembly uh f- client side works what all javascripts are downloaded how it is cre- uh, how it is pulling all these things then uh, you can refer the documentation which is available from msdn as well uh, that part is not required for you to create an application but if you are curious to understand that you can refer that as well basically in blazor server it uses signaler and the in the blazor uh web assembly it uses a combination of blazor web assembly with the js interop so with that understanding and with a ready made project that is offered by the visual studio we get a understanding about uh, an overall understanding about how the blazor works but to get more understanding about uh, or um, to develop application you need to understand uh, how to create blazor components and that part we are not covering in this episode but you can refer the documentation and you can learn that um, so uh, i will just quickly uh, go through an overview of how we can create a component and then um, what all different ways we can create a component so there are three ways to create a component one is using a pure riser syntax with the uh, code and the html 
sharing the same file so that is one approach then uh, another one is a code behind file together with the riser file so the riser file is actually the component so if you have a web page uh, it has different functionalities so maybe a page has different we can break your page into different different components just like as you do with react so breaking a page into ideal components is the one thing which you learn, need to learn when developing uh, the spa frameworks using whether it be blazor or react or angular you need to learn how to split your page into more mod, modular components the more further you can break a component the better uh, control you can have over a component and the better 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 maintainable your code will be so um th- that sometimes uh, we create a component and then we identify okay we can further break down but if you have the uh, ability to predict how you can split up a component that will be definitely helpful when creating this spark kind of architectures like uh, react or uh, angular or even blazor those all apply same so even though blazor uses c sharp and not using javascript at all but still the idea the component idea remains the same so the distinct feature of functionality is wrapped as a component and you are assembling their components into a page so that is apply that is applicable here as well so you can create different ways to create a component but basic thing is you can create a riser component page and then Uh, these uh, just like um, the earlier versions of react like the class based react have different life cycle events associated with it similar way uh, the react uh, similar ways uh, the blazor component also has its associated life cycle events so some of the common events that are available with the blazor components is on initialized Uh, on parameter set on after render or uh, should render etc so those of you who are not familiar with the uh, idea of what a component and uh, its associated life cycle event so just for your understanding telling like um, if you look at uh, the earlier versions of react or some of the documentations of react which is available from facebook you can see that some life cycle methods they explain there how your um, component should work based on that life cycle events you can customize that so these life cycle events are provided for you for you, uh, you to customize how that component works when uh, when that component loads what it should perform when it is uh, unloaded what it should perform all those things so we are creating a page with a different component so we can customize how each component behaves so using the life cycle events we can have a bit of control but in the later versions of react they gone for a hook based approach where they replaced the class based component and they gone more with the functional based components which is what nowadays majority of the react developers are using but in the case of blazor component actually you will be creating components using the c sharp and the riser markup language which is a combination of html css and also some of the c sharp code and then uh, you will be assembling that same way as like the react Uh, but here uh, in the case of placer you will be having some life cycle 
uh, events like the own initialized own parameter set and all and also the data binding is another thing so the data binding approach is similar like the angular uh, you can have one way binding as well as the two way binding that is supported but in the case of react uh, there is only one way binding and react uh, dom is responsible for re-rendering that component but in the case of uh, the blazer the data binding can be one way binding or two way binding both are supported and in addition to that a rich set of form validations and uh, uh, other things are also provided by the uh blazer component so inbuilt support for uh, validations like the input text validation summary just like if you have worked with the earlier versions of asp.net you might be familiar with all those things so that same way a uh, different um inbuilt features that are specific to blazer are available here that you can take advantage of and also there is a, a concept called the reusable component so just like when you create a component you don't need to bother about whether i am creating the component for a blazor server hosting model or whether i am creating a component for a blazor web assembly model you can have a component independent of these hosting models and that offers the possibility to reuse this component so you can uh move the common set of components into a shared library and uh, you can uh, you can use that uh, same for the blazor server based project as well as for web assembly as well so that offers a kind of a community contribution as well whether if you want to share with some community members or even inside your uh, organization different other projects you can create a reusable components and share it with others then uh, uh, related to the debugging part uh, uh, for developing the web application uh, using the blazor uh, react uh, sorry the blazor server offers the uh, blazor server hosting model offers the best uh, debugging experience but debugging uh, support is also there for blazor web assembly as well but it's a slight different you need to navigate to a different page and then back to the uh, again to the same page to exactly pinpoint where that issue happened so there is a slight difference there you can check out the documentation to learn how to debug a blazor application then the hosting uh, of the blazor application can be supported on any asp.net core hosting supported host so this uh, blazor can also be hosted on container so when you create a application uh, web application using the blazor if you uh, if you enable to run it inside a container you can have the possibility for that as well so containerizing application has its own Uh, possibilities where you can scale it as up and down massively and uh, you can have a, uh, a kind of a better control with its dependencies and uh, you can um so that's a different kind of approaches where uh, it's usually followed in microservice kind of architecture um so that way also you can deploy then uh, if you are using a blazor server model of hosting uh, make sure and if you are deploying that to the cloud make sure that the uh, web sockets are enabled by default because the just like we learned earlier in the case of blazor server the 
mechanism used for communicating between the client and the server is actually signaler which by default uses the web uh, socket so if you disable or if the cloud doesn't support us or maybe um, uh, some in some cases it may be turned off then it uh, goes back then the signaler falls back to other mechanism so web socket is uh, good so enabling that will be good uh, when you if you are planning to deploy the web blazer server on a different uh, server or something so these are all the things i want to present uh, here in this episode hope this would help you to get started with blazer uh, so blazer is not a new thing as like i explained earlier a few years back one of my friend john hard uh, was, uh, talked me with me about this blazer and later it evolved that much um so now we can see that microsoft is t- uh, investing heavily in blazer but we can't say like it can replace javascript at all because there are there is a huge community and fan base surrounding javascript they won't prefer to use c sharp at all so definitely uh, there will be arguments in favor of javascript and many companies like react uh, facebook and google are already investing massively for their frameworks and libraries so definitely it will be there but um for the dotnet developers this uh, blazer would be a different possibility and uh, maybe um if it becomes a hit uh, like nowadays dotnet core is massively used across uh, the different open source projects so same way if it becomes evolved uh, and then maybe a possibility for its rapid use across different organization already if you look at the documentation and can see many of the uh, clients are already started using blazer and when i looked uh, some of the applications um it looks very uh, interesting and the uh, it works exactly like uh, the uh, kind of a native react application or some uh, well matured framework so definitely there is a possibility but um it all depends so we can't sure how microsoft go across because um what i felt in the case of microsoft model is at any time they can drop a particular technology or uh, just as in the case of windows phone once they when they started uh, um uh, supporting the windows phone so there they tried a lot and uh, i had a windows phone and we had a thinking like okay um it will be um uh, it will evolve but uh, after some point of time it, microsoft stopped that so hope that what happens for blazer uh, hope it evolves so that is all what we can hope so thank you everyone for listening this uh, podcast uh, i think it's more than one hour and in between a break happened because somehow my recording got stopped in between but i uh, restarted from there so might be a slight break happened in between so try to um uh, if you are interested try to hear my other podcast episodes as well and also my youtube channel coding talks with myself so with that uh, thanks for listening this episode 
have a great uh, weekend ahead thank you